0: Uh, hey guys, uh, today's episode of the Baby for podcast is covering some pretty complicated topics that uh, we all have kind of probably differing views on. Um, because of that, I wanted to issue a content warning for things about religion and religious trauma. Um, hopefully that isn't a deal breaker for a lot of you, and I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you.
1: Also, this is an 18 plus podcast.
0: Oh, we we're going to add that in a post.
1: Well, now it's in the main one, Lily. Okay. Now it's in the main Okay. All right. I'm Svelly.
2: And then we got Nate. Hi. And then we got Lily. What is this opening?
1: Oh, this <laughs> Hello. Is the opening. We're doing it. We're doing it live. Oh I'm my tired.
2: god. I'm. Hmm. All right. So yes, welcome back. What we have. We
1: have a guest. We found. We found a this left straight hair. In the middle of the floor, two houses over.
2: Uh, and then there's
1: also this sock.
2: I found this cute kitty on the street. Can we keep it, Mom? Why is it? F- f- what? Can we I keep was... it? I want to name it
0: Socks. Hi, Socks. Okay, but you have to take care of it and make sure to
2: change it and. Uh, I don't I'll, know. I'll change them and and stuff and um, give them a bath. Yeah. yeah. Introduce yourself, kitten.
3: Yes. Hi. <laughs> I'm socks, also known as Sammy, also known as the one covered in rainbows.
2: Sammy Rainbow Cat, formerly Sammy
3: Rainbow
0: Socks Cat, Socks
2: Rainbow in, Cat.
0: In all their non-binary, do have, binary.
1: Do you have Do you have rainbow knee-high gamer gamer socks?
0: I actually do. <laughs> <Funny> good, <era. laughs> good, I, good. I
3: do have. That's Bi- those on
1: thing. That's those on-brand thing.
3: I also have rainbow shirt uh, rainbow bracelet got a rainbow onesie that I need to get the buttons fixed on I've got rainbow gloves I've got a rainbow hat I'm not kidding when I have a lot of rainbow things
2: Have you worn all of these rainbow articles of clothing all at once?
3: Yes, I wore them to pride one time
2: May I see Anyways, continue I will find a
3: picture later
2: That sounds (laughs) pretty gay yes yeah. i do
3: have a picture i'll show
0: that later
2: but all right so, so... no go ahead spelly this oh no, is... i was
1: going to say any questions that we got
2: um no, i think i think we've covered those bases okay um i was gonna say socks welcome uh first of all um and there are some couple of questions we get into we do before we get into the topic of this week's episode, which is going to be ABDLs and baby furs and sort of tie-ins with religion. Uh, but first of all, we must know, uh, socks. What else? Uh, how did you get into the baby fur fandom?
3: So the initial like discovery period is kind of depressing, and we'll kind of get into that later but long story short i kind of came across the term abdl while researching and then i found baby fur in high school after my sister's boyfriend made fun of furries and then i looked up what the hell is a furry and then i found the crossover between them and i just kind of lurked for a while and then finally i jumped in back when me was was still I was, a big thing uh, and People, you remember the ab squad? you remember all the
0: people with abs? baby
3: turned me. Ah oh, man, yes, that was... Yes, oh, Maxie with abs.
0: Ab. Uh, <sighs> AIM with abs. You know, the ab squad. <laughs> uh, me, and, me and Socks are showing our age currently. Because this is like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a timeline
1: where I didn't meet Lily and none of this happened.
0: <laughs> this was six years ago, before I met Spelly, before I met Nate. <laughs> this
3: is I would say this is more than six years ago. I joined babyfair.me like 10 years ago.
0: Well, it closed down in like, well, it became like terrible in 2014.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, wasn't but, there? There were a couple was, of for websites. When that,
0: that was when it went down. I remember because I was in Fargo, North Dakota at the time, and that's where I was in, in just, uh, summer of 2014.
3: But anyway, yeah, that's the long and short of how I came into it. I had a completely different name and Sona back then. That name and Sona are dead to me. Uh, wow. <laughs> and did then... you light them
1: on fire? Sona
3: Wait. has uh... a... <laughs> yeah, we, we,
0: pretty...
3: we just we don't talk about the, the, the emo phase there. I was very edgy and I dyed my hair black and red and it was it was a phase.
0: <laughs> I uh I'm dying my hair soon. Very sonic like the Hitchcock. you. That. Ooh, I I truly was gaming,
3: gaming PC shadow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Real. Guess, guess, so what, anyway. guess, what, guess what? Uh guess what color I'm dying my hair? Pink. Is it pink? No. <gasps> I'm dying it blue and gray. Like grayish blue. Oh.
3: Good enough. So what yeah. other questions you got for me?
2: Oh, okay, what? so um are there any other are there any hobbies or anything that you get into uh, outside of the fandom?
3: Oh boy, I have
2: way too many hobbies
3: to be honest.
2: Um, I see you tweet a about lot of, it like all the time.
3: Yeah, I know. I do a lot of JRPGs and watching anime. Uh, everyone watching me watch through the Yu Gi Oh series and watching my suffering because that's, that was so stupid. <laughs>
0: So, but so I, bad.
3: But I do do useful things, too. Um, I mostly kind of repainted, refurbished a toy box I had when I was a kid. I do some writing. I actually was doing a little writing before this. I I just kind of dip my toes in a lot of things. Ice skating is another one. Uh, do ballet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I have a end. question.
0: What? All right. So in uh, uh, early two, early, early to mid two thousand tens, uh, you were interviewed by Crack for an article about your your personal upbringing uh, and and how that affected you as Navy DL. How was that experience like? Oh my God, I forgot about that. To be honest, yes, I was
3: interviewed by Cracked along with a couple others about being ABDL and stuff, and it, it actually kind of surprised me, the The person that interviewed me and did the writing, she actually <laughs> was already familiar with it, and talked about some ABDL friends she had, and apparently she had been wanting to do an article about it for a while.
2: Wow. And, and That's so insane. yeah, she,
3: she was actually really cool about it, asking a lot of questions, really curious about it. I talked mostly about, like, the general stuff that goes on of hiding it and learning about the community and everything talked a bit about the some of the to be blunt some of the sexism issues that can be in the community like the broader community
0: yeah yeah i'm very i'm pretty broad um oh my god Uh, okay Uh, i have another question here um this one is submitted by me um (laughs) as a enjoyer of the sexual arts you are a collector of many fetishes of your fetishes which non-abdl fetish is your favorite and which one is your precious baby
3: okay i could i could do the favorite the the precious baby one might be a little difficult to figure out actually no i know i have an answer for that one too so, of the random favorites, I'm big, like, sadomasochism person. I have pictures of me with cuts from knives on my back. That was yeah. a fun time. I remember, that uh, fun. I've, never oh. seen him.
0: I've never seen them, oh, yeah. but I know of their existence, because you posted a tweet about talking to your uh, family member who was AB, uh, into ABDL stuff, and they found that, and they were like, I did not expect to see that.
3: Yeah, and it, it was, I mean, it was a fun time. It was a little awkward explaining, yeah, so I had someone slice up my back with knives, and it made me horny, hmm.
0: Oh, the fun. <laughs> but I mean, how does, it feel to, how does it feel to have me, the bean to your ender, constantly observing your program? <laughs> 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 <admit the> joke.
3: <laughs> so, so, going to your your other part of the question about which one is my precious baby. Um, this one, when I use the word fetish for this one, I meet it in a slightly more broad sense of like the kind of niche interest, not necessarily in a sexual way. But uh, people that follow me probably know I love plushies and also am known to be a plushie sometime that actually... Has a sad yet funny story behind it because I, when I was about eight years old, my house burned down. We're getting into the depressing stuff now. Uh oh. And while I was homeless with my family, we used the laundromat a lot while we were staying at a hotel, so we had somewhere to sleep. And my mom, to keep me entertained, because you know I was eight years old and didn't actually understand the gravity of the situation. Uh, She gave me money to do the claw machines, and I got really good at the claw machines, but I also was very sad because I'd get these plushies, but I didn't really have a home to take the plushies to, and then, and I didn't really have a home either, so I kind of, like, got this idea in my head of, like, what if I was one of the plushies in the claw machine, and someone won me and took me home, and then I had a home to go to, and I could be with my friend.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. so. Key.
1: literally, literally, you have the. Oh, God, what is it called? Why well, can't remember the name of the term?
2: God, I wish that were. Oh, wait, no. God, the I wish that were me. It's not.
1: It's not no. It's, <laughs> it's for poly relationships when you're a partner that's just watching
2: and you feel happiness for them. Oh, shit. I can't remember the name of that word right now. Oh, fuck. I remember someone mentioned it to me because they were talking about how they were that to someone in a polycule.
3: Yeah.
2: No.
0: Jellicle cats and policial dogs. Oh, please,
3: please don't talk about Jellicle. I don't want to remember that movie. What? Don't, don't worry about no, it. No, don't, don't. worry about it. No, no. We're,
1: don't. We're not no, going to no, go on this. No. Okay. So anyway, hey, guys, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Was there? sorry. We have limited time, so the podcast is actually trying to stay somewhat on topic with also smooth transitions. No, it's the fine. We oh, hey,
3: do we have do we have any more? Uh, questions submitted by uh, Lily, I guess, because Lily <laughs> 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 if
2: you have any questions, uh, go submit it to uh, babyfurcast at gmail.com. Uh, unfortunately, you probably won't be able to ask socks, but uh, hey, maybe our next guest can ask hey, whatever wait, weird questions wait. you have. We,
0: have. we have that
2: thing coming up uh, where they can oh. ask us questions live. Goodness. That's right. If you want to ask us questions, you can come to Baby FurCon. Um, I realize now that, that this is probably... Um, registration is probably closed for that So if you're going to I, I guess I should say If you're going to Baby Fur Con um, Be sure to uh, Come to our panel um, Where you can ask us questions It's going to be kind of a Q&A Kind of a uh, get to know us and stuff We will um, be asking everybody What their favorite animal, animal is Yes of course it's going to be like one of those yeah. Funny little seminars where we all go around the room And share an interesting fact about ourselves except <laughs> It's going to be what our favorite animal is Speaking of which, so what's saying, your favorite animal?
3: I was about to say you haven't asked me what my favorite animal is. So, mini st- animal. Mini story to go along with this one. Uh back in <laughs> my old house before it burnt down, uh I had an assignment that was just like a mini little presentation thing and it was we got to pick an animal to do it on and the animal that I chose has Remained a favorite sense because I decided that I wanted to talk about penguins, the waddly friends in the Arctic, and that has stayed ever since. I actually have a video of me reading a penguin storybook while in a penguin Kigurumi and reading the story to yeah. like six plush penguins, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a, I have a lot of plush penguins.
2: <laughs> Understandable. That's interesting, that kind of that's kind of coming out of left field in the time that I've known you, like i didn't I didn't really think about that,
0: so Sammy, I, uh, I, I you know i I get those like homeless stories tend to be very affecting on people because I have like my own personal homeless story where I was uh, when I became homeless after getting kicked out of my home, I was reading Dalai Lama's Ethics for a New Millennia," which has a very uh significant chapter that I was reading at that time about him losing his home that was It was pretty wild.
3: Yeah, it, it's one of those things that I didn't really think about for a long time, because like I said, I was eight when it happened. Literally, my first thought when I was a kid and it happened was, oh, I'm going to stay with a friend for now. And I was just happy, because it's like, yay, I get to have a sleepover with my friends. And I didn't really uh, grasp the, the situation and kind of realized in retrospect how much it actually affected my
1: development of it. <laughs> Kids with trauma are weird. Yeah, well, we are. Like- like, it is, it's like, it's just like, you realize these things many of years after you should have realized it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Very much so. <laughs> uh, it, it is interesting seeing stuff as a kid, and it just, it doesn't register for you. And then, like, later on, you're like, oh. Oh! Well, I think one of the best things I heard was the bread sandwich. Oh, shit, yeah.
1: When you don't realize you're, you're poor. You guys have bread sandwiches sometimes, because the truth is that bread's cheap. So I don't remember
3: bread sandwiches, but I do remember many times of bread being substituted for things. Need a hot dog bun? Slice of bread. Need some buns for burgers? Slices of bread.
0: Yeah, that's Everything a that's...
3: slices of bread. Yeah, we never,
0: we never, we never uh, bought the, the buns for anything.
2: But um, what is it? No, See, hey, if wonder. We were sorry no i I was just gonna say bread is bread is good as a bun you kidding me like i we i I never really faced much economic hardship until i was like in college but uh even before that it was just like we would use bread as buns all the time but yeah i I get where you're coming from
3: i mean i guess i got my fill because for the the listeners that don't know now i have celiac so i can't have the bread anyway
0: (laughs) don't get don't don't
1: be I Don't have any illness or any disease or anything while poor. That's just stupid. Just don't do it.
3: I I mean I didn't get it (laughs)
1: until I was an adult,
3: so I guess I didn't have to deal with it as a kid at least.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you have survived on bread sandwiches if it caused problems then? I'm worried about developing celiac because me and Sammy both had the same med a lot of the medical conditions we share that we found out of around the same time. (laughs) Like eating like out oh, our yeah
1: ladder. yeah I saw that yeah. I I was I was actually in a relationship with you when those things started coming up and it's like wow this is a big coincidence
0: quite a dink.
1: yeah oh my god all right so you know kids have a lot of trauma but then as adults people have trauma and when that happens they turn to things the generation mm-hmm. past us turned to religion a lot. Which is the topic of this episode, yeah. and that's a segue. That's uh, the most professional segue I will uh, ever have. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. You,
0: the you most important your... segue is when you're wearing your important office business suit, going to your important office meeting, but you need to cut through a park, so you rent a Segway.
1: No, if, I, if I'm impor- if I'm doing something important, I'm not renting anything. I'm taking it. At that point, I'm part of
2: the ruling class. Screw everything else. The rules. Hey. <laughs> I-, I feel like we segwayed that and then just immediately derailed. Yeah.
0: I, I Kind of like how the,
3: kind of like sick. how the guy that bought out Segway uh, died after riding a Segway off a cliff. That I'm he not wa- making that up, by the way. He wanted
0: to show how well Eat. he on it. He show- <laughs> sick. Uh, speaking of screwing the rules, that I have money, Sammy. You've been watching the Yu-Gi-Oh series recently. Um, what's your favorite Kaiba screw the rules moment?
1: God, um... I like when he hacks into a computer to change the rules of a card that, game.
3: <laughs> that, is, that is a really good one, is when he literally hacks the system. I don't know, personally, I think the funniest is actually when he... Tr- I personally think his funniest moment is when he actually tries to stop duel monsters for a bit, and because he wants to build his theme park, Kaiba with his brother, and he doesn't want to duel while he's doing this, so... He takes this extremely seriously and decides to keep himself from being tempted to play this children's card game. Uh, He takes his deck, puts it in a locked suitcase, puts that locked suitcase in a safety deposit box, which is then put into a giant vault in the basement of his headquarters that is locked with several key cards.
0: Sammy, I, I, I love that one, but I want you to wait until you see the third movie to to make a final decision on
1: that Oh, the the most the, the most recent one Cause, Yeah,
0: because there is an amazing... Ab- yeah ab- that the- yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably the
1: best Kaiba moment.
3: Actually <laughs> no wait no no wait no I know the I know the one that's the best Kaiba screw the rules moment is the part where he uh steps onto a ledge to threaten Yugi, hey if you win this duel, I'm gonna fucking jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good black man
0: It's a really strong one for the series. I think I think once you get to the movies and see <laughs> the third movie, how Kaiba manages to screw the rules so hard. Yeah.
3: So I'm gonna attempt the segue now because you know in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, the yeah, big yeah. thing is Egyptian religion. Oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> so religion. <laughs>
2: We, we just
1: really just don't want to talk about I, no. <laughs> it was,
2: no, i was gonna i was gonna like hop in and be like hello and welcome to the baby for cast where we talk about Yu Gi Oh for an hour
0: wait uh topic topic of the week um was actually suggested by Griswold bonacles on Thank discord you. uh
2: Thank through our discord
0: you. if you would like to join our discord join it please we need followers we need patrons we need your love
2: for just three dollars a month, you two can feed a starving spellie, Uh, and also join our Discord and listen to the unedited content where Socks talks about how they had sex in a church. Isn't that right, Socks?
3: And don't forget, uh, also having sex in a hot tub across from a Baptist
2: church. Ah, uh, yeah. No, wait. Very you're, giving too, you're giving them too much. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's that's the that's the hook to get them in. Um. <laughs> but what the fuck was i going to say
3: so yeah the
1: topic
2: topic religion let's go oh my god all right (laughs) lily
0: how did you grow up with religion uh so funnily enough um i can i I, so mine's gonna sound terrible um i grew up in a uh militant atheist house now a lot of people don't know what i mean by that some people get a little bit offended and that because it's not a very super pc term about it but um my dad basically made it impossible to talk to anybody at school because he would just scream about people at people about religion or whatever and he never shut up about it um to the extent that it it, like ruined my social life uh but also uh he he had like there was like other weird shit that he did that I think was his kind of spiritualishness that he wanted to have, which is he would have us like do Salvia with him, which is another traumatic story. Um but yeah, I grew up in uh, an atheist household. Um I knew a lot about religion because uh I it's all they talked about. Um so uh, I mean your dad's a dick anyway, so But I also grew up in, in South Carolina, which is kind of famous for being the worst.
1: Oh, you say that, but I grew up in Oklahoma, which is just North Texas. The hills come sweeping down the plain. Yeah. I was going to do the same thing. Jesus
2: (laughs) Christ.
1: So, uh, religion is a thing that I've always been around. And in fact, I I was raised Christian, and uh, largely, I still kind of am in some beliefs. However, I also don't believe in organized religion anymore, because... There's no way that, uh, humans don't corrupt everything they touch. So I'm oh, just going to have to admit that, that like, yeah, organized religion is probably a scam because humans corrupt everything they touch and therefore kind of a problem. Uh, Am I but good? it's, it's been, it, it, I've grown up a lot around, uh, a lot of Protestant groups, uh, largely Baptist though. And if you don't know, uh, American traditions, uh Baptists are mean. Like they believe in harsh Old Testament beliefs
0: largely. Which wasn't even which wasn't even the beliefs of the Old Testament. I know. It's it's great. It's great. Uh if you ask any Jewish person what happens after you die, uh you'll get a different answer because it's kind of a cultural thing, but
3: yeah. it's true. There's so many um, answers to it. There's so many answers.
1: The,
0: so I
1: grew up around a lot of people who just like if you were different, uh if you had you, if you tried to have like a debate about something like abortion or like gay people or LGBT stuff, it was straight up, well, it's hostile.
0: <laughs> I'm glad your parents were okay with me being a girl. Um <laughs> yeah. I, I certainly hated it. It's been yeah. very unple- It's been an unpleasant thing for me. So I hope I hope they at least were okay with it. Oh, yeah, fuck. they're
2: okay
1: with
2: it. I just realized like I'm probably gonna have a f- I'm probably gonna have a wonderful time trying to break it to my mom that I'm in a trans polycule. Uh, oh, okay. and just like yeah. the, the
0: way God intended it.
2: You know it was funny because I dated a trans guy for uh, quite a few months, but like I always played it, always played my played it off with my mom as, oh yeah, I'm just going to hang out with my 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 friend, my my dude friend. So it was it was good though because she knows hanging out with a guy, so she didn't really like all she knows she's hanging. I was hanging out with a guy, so like she wasn't asking like, ooh, is this a love interest? No, like, what you
3: what you need to what you need to bring up is that the Bible says Adam and Eve, not Adam or Eve. You got to date both.
2: Jesus. you're right that's right it's, that's it's, a good way to do it just feel like
0: but, it's sapphos and his friend and her friend
2: but, but god created adam and eve not adam and steve
0: i was hoping you guys would appreciate my really 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 ancient like greek lesbian couple. yeah uh,
3: i i understand sapphos and her very good friend a very good friend, <laughs> very just, good friend. just like um, Achilles, and his very good friend that, uh, once he died, he took a murderer and dragged his body through the street.
0: It's not gay if oh, you're Alexander the or... Great. Alexander the Great, the Great, uh, who had a who had a friend uh, that he was like to battle with and stuff, and when he died, that's when everybody a lot of uh, historians say that Alexander kind of just gave up.
3: Anyway, should I go next, or do you want to go, Nate? Hello, Nate, 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 we because... We talk
2: about Greek mythology. And...
1: <laughs> Nate, <laughs>
0: Nate goes next
2: because, listen, I've heard some of your story. It's a long one, so... That's true. All right, Nate, go. Me? All right, so... um, A little bit more on the other end of the spectrum uh, from Lily's. So, I was born and raised Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. My mo- it was mostly, like, my mom sort of helping me along with my religious upbringing... Uh, that I grew up and, you know, I went to Sunday school and, or what is it? They, they called it, I think they called it CCD. I forget what it's called. If someone who was cat was raised Catholic, uh, who did CCD could tell me. No, I don't think, I don't think indoctrination is spelled CCD spell. it. I'm I'm pretty sure. Oh, (laughs) your name speaks so much irony, but, um, (laughs) I, I felt like I was—I was very devoutly Catholic for a while. I was, like I said, baptized, did all the sacraments, was confirmed in middle school, and I was like, "Yeah, sex is icky. I'm gonna be a good little Catholic boy." Uh, and then, like later on in in high school, I was in a Catholic high school, so that sort of really reinforced uh, okay, my... everyone is. There, I heard Catholic schools are super gay um i mean i ran into a couple of gay people and like there was a, a like d- hell there was a muslim going to my catholic school as a matter of fact it was it was really funny um but uh well i mean yeah i knew there was i don't know i know there was one person that went to my went to the went to the catholic school that i was going at that like actually w- uh found a found her later on grinder because she was trans uh mm-hmm. that was an interesting story um but So I so going to Catholic high school for the for my first year of high school, I was like really kind of enforced that. And then sophomore year hit and basically like my family, my family kind of ran into some money problems and bullshit. And I transferred to a public high school and I started running with, you know, people of different people that were more in uh catered toward my interests which were like nerdy shit and then of course that sort of leading me to the wayside and that's when the horny crept up Ooh. and that's when i became very horny uh and that's when i start i feel like that's kind of when i started falling out of it and then i got back into it when i was a senior in high school because i went back to the same catholic high school that i went to for freshman year for senior year go figure it's really weird uh but then i remember struggling a lot with it because as I was still in the Catholic high school, I was like trying to figure out is having a diaper fetish, a sin because I wasn't having sexual, real sexual attraction towards women. I was getting aroused by like diapers and stuff like that. And I remember actually remember asking my religion teacher in front of like the whole fucking class. Whoa! Well, having a... so you added yourself in front of the whole class. Is what I heard. Basically. I was <laughs>
1: Listen but, they, listen, but now they, I want to know
3: what the answer was. I, 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 no, no, God God like, no, 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 God God. Am I right? <laughs> no, 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 no. L- listen, no, that was no.
2: Money. So, my religion teacher thought that I was talking about like an obsession or like a like some like something like a hyperfixation, and she was basically saying like, as long as you aren't idolizing it, like that's fine. But obviously, it's obviously it would be a sin because. Yeah I'm, that gold that gold statue are that commissioned you with the diaper is pretty weird. <laughs> are my god. Yeah, we pray to the we pray to Casey Strong <laughs> the diaper god. Uh but so yeah, it was it was weird and I felt like in the back I think that's kind of where everything kind of went downhill because in the back of my mind I'm thinking, "Oh, this is okay because I'm not like I'm not wanting to have sex and I'm not wanting to I'm not being sexually attracted towards women." But here I was jerking it to uh I don't know, Pikachu pissing in a diaper. so but uh and then kind of fell out of it and it's been like that ever since uh I haven't been to church in like years many years like I'd say five six years maybe and it's I don't know I I feel like it's I'll have to see if I wanted to go back to church and try something else because I definitely feel like I would need some religion in my life but I'd never really had any bad experiences with being Catholic uh, per se, because I, I'm never really questioned my sexuality or my gender uh, through that whole thing. And, and uh, I don't know. I mean, granted my family's, my parents divorce and everything. I don't know. I kind of just swept all my feelings under the rug for that and stuff. It just was like, I, I kept a lot of stuff to myself. So thankfully I didn't have any awkward talks with like priests or anyone in the church. I just, you know, it's none of their business. And yeah, but I mean, for me, it was, it was okay. And I, I feel like to some extent there is, there actually is a bit of nostalgia for some things like, I don't know, Sunday, getting dressed in your Sunday best by, by mommy or grandma and like going to church and then after church, you get donuts. Or else it was you get donuts
0: up. after church.
2: Yes. We got- because without, because without
0: church. Jesus in your because without Jesus in your life, you're like a donut, you got a hole in you. <laughs> oh
2: my. No. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that was actually I think that's the the nostalgic part. Or like, I don't know, maybe there are some I feel like there are some people that are nostalgic for the church daycare, which would just be your regular daycare, except maybe you have like a picture of Jesus and oh wait, no <laughs> no 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 no, are much
1: more interesting when you get to hear about you know. Two lines mauling a guy and deciding they're full afterwards.
0: Or they can't they can't mention Mary Magdalene, so they just call her a, a perfume woman. Oh that was God. the thing that
2: happened. They can't they can't mention prostitution <laughs> because <laughs> Yeah. So, oh wait, um no, I'm trying to remember now, like kids probably be nostalgic for like they had I think there was a church nursery that had like a little tyke's uh, Noah's Ark or something. That was kinda cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's... I feel like that's kind of the long and the short of it for now, at least.
1: Alright, who's ready for
2: a story? Oh boy. Yeah,
1: so here's my long-ass
3: story. So, to start off to explain, I'm gonna unpack this sentence a little bit, because (laughs) basically, I grew up in a cult. And I'm gonna unpack the word cult a bit here, because I know it's kind of a loaded term, and like i'm not i don't mean it in the like 14 year old atheist on the internet that's like all religion is a cult and it's just trying to control people um <laughs> what i mean is very much like i was taught constantly to fear the world outside of the quote unquote church i was in i it was very discouraged to talk to people outside of it i wasn't supposed to read like, read books from religions outside of it. I could read about those religions, but only if it was books written by people from within my church. Um, We weren't supposed to pray with other Christians that weren't specifically our church. Things like that. Very controlling. Very, like, fear the outside world. We're the only safe ones. And, yeah, that was my life for the longest time. It was very... Very conservative, very literal, you know, young Earth creationist. The world was made 6,000 years ago, and Noah's Ark is a literal true story that flooded the entire Earth and all that stuff. And for the longest time, that's just kind of, you know, I just accepted that. I didn't know people outside of that. So that was just kind of, I figured, oh, everyone knows that. It's so obvious, gosh. Uh, went to a school that was literally connected to the church it was the same building as the church all through kindergarten through eighth grade uh then went to a boarding school and while it wasn't catholic i can confirm that religious boarding schools are incredibly gay uh that that was in fact where i started exploring sexuality and kind of having a lot of conflict between that because it's like I was getting involved with girls and guys at the school, and there was a lot of conflict, of like, oh God, what if someone finds out? Am I gonna go to hell for this? What do I do? But I can't stop. Uh. And there was and a lot of. Realized God
1: was watching all along.
3: Right. Well, and also, like, I I wasn't the only one. I multiple times walked in <laughs> on gay sex in the dorms. Fun fact: sure, it is a right. it is a very gay place. Listen, uh, if you just gather
1: teenagers in the area, sex happens.
3: I would say, everyone's horny, and they're gonna do something with the horny. And, and sometimes
1: a hole is a hole.
3: And so, it was senior year that I I got a phone that could connect to the internet, and that was when I started, like, finding furries and stuff. And then eventually I started talking to people that weren't inside the group. Oh,
1: oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: And But I was still very much in it, still very much believing all of it. I even then went on to go to a college that was run by the same cult. Uh, and I was going to be a good church worker and I was going to get a degree so I could work in the church. But also, as soon as I turned 18, I met other ABDLs for the first time. And that was when I started exploring some more of the sexual side a bit and having that Conflict back and forth, and kind of like what Nate said of, you know, am I gonna go to hell for liking this? And I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't quite bold enough to ask a teacher, but I did. There was some <laughs> like camp or something that was run by some people from this cult, and I sent an anonymous email, basically explaining the stuff and being like, I don't know what to do or how to feel. Is this wrong? And Uh, They basically just told me to go to a doctor. And, yeah, basically just told me I was fucked up. So that, you know, helped a lot, obviously.
0: Yo, your cold is hilarious. They had email. It's it's (laughs) hilarious. These people who have zero medical training telling you to go to a doctor who will inevitably tell you it's normal, whatever.
3: But then, um, so with all of this, also keep in mind, my family wasn't exactly, like, the model churchgoers in this or anything like my oldest sister was kicked out of multiple high schools for drugs and alcohol and sex my brother was kicked out of the same high school i went to for alcohol my other sister wasn't kicked out she was suspended several times for various reasons
1: sounds like your family was a black sheep
3: (laughs) see but here's so here's the funnier part though is that my grandpa on my dad's side he was a very well known and well respected person in the cult. Like he was pretty, like not like the leader, but like he was pretty high up there. And so, like my family name was pretty known,
1: Whoa.
3: and you know had, cause or had uncles that and aunt that are missionaries and stuff like that. And so I was pretty known by proxy. So then. Came the time when I started learning, hey, this cult's shit actually, and I started talking to people outside of it and realizing, oh, the outside world isn't actually that scary and they've just been trying to control me through fear. Whoops. And when I left, there was a lot of fallout because my name was, fa- my family name was fairly well known. I got a lot of messages. I got doxxed from a pastor that was talking about me and posting pictures of me. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of fallout from it. It's actually a big reason why I changed my last name after I left. And just did my best to completely distance myself from it. I still know a couple of people that I knew from within it, but anyone that I still talk to now isn't in that cult anymore. And even most of my family, at least my immediate family, has left it. But it still, for a long time, had kind of that lasting effect because you know there was still a bit of grief with it because it's like i was in it until i was 22 that's most of my life i'd spent i've only been out of it for six well seven years and so there was a grief period of like i pretty much just left behind the only life i've ever known
0: yeah that's scary yeah, that's the thing with a lot of religions is is the moment you leave, you no longer have a lot of that support network that you once had.
3: Oh yeah, mm. and I, I for a while, because like, for a while oh. after I still considered myself Christian to some degree, and I like kind of bounced around looking at churches and trying to find a substitute of like, okay, I want a church, but I want a not crazy church.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you said that about like, about, you know, not having a support group. Cause I, that kind of reminds me of like when, cause basically what happened to me when I was in middle, when I started middle school was that's when my parents started separating and the divorce process started. So we were actually living with my grandmother. And I, when I was going to this Catholic high school, I, you know, I felt like we, I had a lot of friends and support. And I mean, I still did when I was in public school and, you know, I, I still, I think I still remember kind of going to church and stuff. Then it was just like, And so I always had these network of friends and now that I'm like gone and off to college, it felt like I just lost all of that. And especially since I wasn't in any sort of religious organization, I tried joining the Catholic like group here on campus, but it just seemed so small. I didn't know how to get myself into it. So I was kind of alone.
3: Right. And also not to mention a lot of friends, you know, because I had a lot of friends that were very deep into it. And so I did lose a lot of people when I left and also when I came out where I got messages from people that I was friends with that pretty much were like nope bye and left completely including people that at one point I would have called like my best friends and now suddenly I'm basically nothing to them
1: yeah
0: Yeah. What the it's um, a out conversation. Uh, conversation <laughs> it, it's
1: it's something that is harsh and I don't think I necessarily realized exactly like how harsh people how harsh some of these some of the church groups can get. Uh, I but one of the people I looked up to in a lot of ways the person I modeled my social persona out of was this guy, this uh, young college student or high school to college student at a, a local Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Uh, and when I came back from college he had actually come out as gay and he told me a bit of, about his experience, and apparently his church all turned on him after that. God, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah that's, it, it, that's how it, it goes. It's so, sha- it's so shallow, because, like, the reason that I don't like organized stuff is I've seen a lot of this sort of fallout or some kind of nasty behavior from religious institutions, and it's like, that does not seem at all what, you know, the book you're supposed to be, you know, practicing says to do and yeah. it kind of pushed me away from organized religion because I do believe in those the values of you know actually being nice to people and giving a fuck that you know everybody deserves happiness and eat the rich and such
0: uh, of course I do oh, want to you know, tell one story about how I feel about um well, how I felt about religious people when I was really younger is uh or at least the religious people around where I live um I was constantly uh called like terrible things like I was going to hell or whatever for like being an atheist. And then one day I just watched the guy who's supposed to be like the moral high ground of the school uh and like consider like one of the most upstanding people just like straight up cheat. And I'm like I I literally told the teacher I'm like that's not okay like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, I have a <laughs>
3: I have my own story that that just made me think of with, like, the ones that are supposed to be so upstanding. So, my dad's side was mostly the cult side. My mom's side is actually Southern Baptist, like, the the, the fire and brimstone Baptist. Yeah. (laughs) And my aunt, especially, was very much, like, the fire and brimstone Baptist, the... You're not supposed to drink alcohol and stuff. And the funny thing is that, first of all, every single one of her kids had sex before marriage. Several of them had kids before marriage, and two of them got divorced. But anyway...
1: Wow, the funny it's like thing, if you give strict rules, children like to disobey them.
3: But no, the funniest thing with her, and by funny, I mean incredibly fucked up, is that not only did she cheat on her husband with their pastor, but but also... Um, they were planning to run away together to the point that she literally had her kids write Father's Day cards to this pastor that she was cheating on her husband with. Jesus.
1: Oof. Hypocrite. Oh, brother. But, the... yeah. but
3: so besides such for all a these... very good Baptist, anyway.
2: Yeah, no. Uh... Baptist. Baptist or something else. It's like, there's there's Christianity, and then there's the fucking Westboro Baptist Church that's like, if you wear yoga pants, you're going to hell, basically. Right. Is that what, yeah. <laughs> the,
0: oh, Westboro, supposed to show? the Westboro Baptist Church is the, uh, is the, uh, if sissy doesn't behave, she's going to get icy hot down her pants. Of, of church.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the what? icy hot is hell.
1: Wait, what?
2: <laughs> hot, Hold, hold, what? Is that a reference? Yeah, to whoever ever episodes, Nate. <laughs> what? God. Oh it dude the I'm captions, like, the terrible listen, captions. Listen man, I don't fucking like I can barely remember what I did yesterday, let alone. And Lily well, and I Lily Lily and I are the ones that are stoned all the time. Yeah. No oh my god. All if all i smoke if I smoke weed, I'm probably I'm probably just gonna forget everything.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, wait, 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 guys, we have an important thing. Uh, weed, ca- weed cast update twenty four uh, seven. Senator uh, Fuck Schumer is doing a whole um, uh, legalize the weeds, legalize the weed drugs thing. So if the weed drugs get legalized, hooray!
1: Yay! Now to, okay. to get back
0: on topic. So we're
1: baby first, right? like Indeed. it's just a thing part of that is nostalgia gets mixed in a lot with this stuff so
2: it's like i was saying
1: yeah uh do you feel like you have nostalgia for things from this from this like is there is there a part of you that feels like you know wants to have a sunday
0: school at a i mean i'd love so, to watch veggie Tales again that, so that's I, so that's what started with it is i i have yeah. a
3: specific story related to this actually so yes um, I'm going to keep the other person anonymous, because I know they're, yeah. they're kind of hesitant to talk about this with people, but while visiting them, we actually did a thing about this, because we talked about that, and about kind of the church nostalgia with it, and we very much did do kind of have that to a degree, because, I mean, when you have so much of it in your life, it's kind of hard not to, and, like, we did a little thing of, like, singing some of the children's Christian songs together, like you have the I am a C, I am a C-H, I am a C H R S T I A N and I have H E A R T, and I will L-I-V-E-T-R-N-A-L-L-Y and you gotta try to do it as fast as you can. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am a. Basically, you spell out, I am a Christian, I have Christ in my heart, and I will live eternally.
2: Oh, it was, okay. It was
3: a little song we would sing, and, like, you gotta speed it up each time, and then you've got, like, the
1: song He's got the
3: whole world yep. in his is hands, it. all that stuff. And so, like, we did kind of sing those, because there is, like, they're cute songs, even if you don't really believe the things attached to them, and there is definitely a nostalgia to it. It's a little rougher for me, simply because Sunday school and like vacation Bible school also included stuff like the one time the vacation Bible school teacher told us a bunch of horror stories about Ouija boards and demons and shit. Oh, yeah, the I've used Luigi the, Luigi board. Board.
0: The, a, a, the Ouija
3: board. The Luigi board. Do you oh, get man, a Ouija board from your local witch
0: or vegan? I would. <laughs> 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 well, um, so I, I would love... Uh, I think I scared away one of my uh, people that was, like, my most avid watcher on Twitch um, when I started talking about how I uh, read tarot cards pretty pretty well. I'm good at it. I'm okay at it. I'm great. Anyways, um, oh, there are yeah, people I, that are legitimately scared of that stuff.
3: Oh, yeah. I I had straight-up nightmares, like, about the end of the world and stuff, because, you know, that was another big thing was... The end of the world could be at any time. You always got to be prepared for it. You never know when the world's gonna f- fucking end.
2: Yeah, the rapture. Yeah, it, I can't. So wait. Oh, yeah, I, the rapture. I, had,
3: I, I had straight <laughs> up nightmares about that, and nightmares about going to hell. And
0: oh my gosh, to me, read, to me, being left behind. Did you, read,
1: did
3: you?
0: Yeah, did you read Left Behind? I never read it, but I saw the movies. Wait. Which one did you see? Did you see the one with Nicolas Cage? The I, four I saw the old Christians? ones
3: and the Nicolas Cage one. The oh, Nicolas that's... Cage one is.
0: A oh sight. gosh, I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add that to our our Christmas watch list this year because we're gonna watch movies together on Christmas again, right? Of we, course. Yeah, that's what we did last year, and it was great. Even Christmas, Christmas is another one.
2: That's a great. Run it back, religion. Aw, oh, man, we okay. got it. More fun. <laughs> So, you you're, you're, gonna, died? <laughs> you're, you're gonna
3: find out that I have a lot of stories related to a lot of this. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, with, with holidays and stuff. So, again, for more information for listeners that don't know, I am ethnically Jewish. I did not grow up religiously Jewish in any way, but like, I am technically considered gr- Jewish matrilineally. Uh, my grandma and her family were in concentration camps, stuff like that we didn't know this for a long time though me and my sister and my siblings we didn't know that growing up and then we learned once my grandma died and we found out from some of her family members and my sister for years afterwards kept trying to get my mom to let us celebrate hanukkah (laughs) because hanukkah. she just she really really wanted to try out hanukkah and my mom just kept saying no and my sister one year even got like these little gel letter hanukkah decorations and put them on my front on our front door and my mom's just like why that's
1: hanukkah that's sweet though like a kid actually wanted to participate in a cultural thing it's it's really and, and, sweet
3: Oh yeah, and I like I wish we would have done that cuz that would have been cool, but I really only did have kind of the the standard celebrations, you know, you had Christmas, you had Easter, things like that.
0: You had confetti day.
3: Always did the uh the <laughs> services. So there was the Christmas Eve service and if you were in the grade school, then you'd be a part of the Christmas Eve service and you'd be up front and do a whole thing for it. Uh, we did get candy afterwards, though, so that was cool. Uh, then you go the next morning for the Christmas morning service. And then Easter, there's two services on Easter with, like, a big potluck thing in between. There there was services for everything. Thanksgiving Eve service, uh, Ascension Day service, Ash Wednesday. Ascension
0: Day? You were ascending? Yeah,
3: so, no, Ascension Day is no, supposed no, to no, be, like, the day awesome. that... Supposed to be the day that Jesus ascended to heaven after he was resurrected. Oh, sexy!
2: So, wait. yeah, I
1: think there's some some Arab guy, some Jewish Arab guy
2: walking around no shirt, sins to heaven. Wait, did y'all um y'all celebrated Ash Wednesday? I thought that was just a Catholic thing. No
3: we didn't do I know some churches will do the thing Where like they put a cross of ashes On your forehead we didn't yeah. do that But we no. did do An Ash Wednesday service and then Between Ash Wednesday and uh, And Easter there would be A service every Wednesday
2: Oh every Yeah week.
1: okay yeah, The Methodist church That I went to for a bit Did an Ash Wednesday too so it's not just a catholic thing it is catholics are way more strict on their rituals though yeah
3: yeah. like we didn't we didn't do the whole like giving up something for lent and all that
1: stuff and see because my dad is catholic so i've i know some of the traditions
3: uh, i was brought up to hate catholics um <laughs> like well, straight yeah. up we, we were taught that the yeah so that we're, that so the we're mo-
1: so is most of america
3: well, I mean, we, we were we were straight up taught that the papacy is literally the Antichrist. Like, not in any way exaggeration. It is literally the actual Antichrist.
1: Don't listen to this pope. Listen to our pope. Yeah. And so, That's yeah, essentially we, what your religion was saying, right? I, I'm assuming heard, that there's a small group of people who led it at the top with one person who was a figurehead.
3: I mean, they, uh... A big thing with them also was, so going back to the college I was in, and I was going to be a good little servant for the church. Uh, <laughs> they would do a thing called a call. And what that would be is once you graduated, uh, th- a group of people, I don't even know how they would select the people for this, but it was kind of like a secretive group of people kind of thing where they would gather together and they would decide where each person that graduated is going to go for, like, this person's going to be a pastor here, this person's going to be a teacher here, and they make the full decision. Like, you have no say in it whatsoever. It's just, oh, all right, oh. here's here's where you're going to go, you're going to move there, and that's where you're going to be. Good luck, bye.
1: So gross. Mm. don't and, like and that.
3: They, and they get did consider it, like, the, the whole call thing was they considered it that even though it was this group of people that were making the decision, they did consider it to be a decision that God makes. Divinely inspired. Pretty much, yeah.
1: So yeah, like that that so like that's the thing is that this sort of stuff it does bring some nostalgia. I like I still like the I still like a lot of the the very watered down, you know, give to um, children. Prime the the stories of like Noah's Ark and uh, there's Let's other start. ones. Think, go ahead. Uh,
0: I I just want to say for me, um, uh, I, I did have some touches with religion throughout my life, and the reason why is because I was part of the Universalist Church for a while, and then I also was. Uh, um, my grandfather was religious. He was like a pastor, and then my my but I didn't grow up with him. That was my mother's. Uh, and then my, uh, dad's friends were, uh, did solstice parties, so we did solstice for some holidays. I celebrate the solstice now. Didn't at the time, but I do now. Yeah, I don't think you, they, they would let you, they would burn probably, you at the, probably not. They would, not. Bur- no, they would they burn burned. you. They would burn you with <laughs> In the hell. And you may be, <laughs> and, and you may be asking, don't you mean at the stake? And no, because people burn stakes. Burn stakes is <laughs> it like, I don't want to
2: see
1: me. Any... <laughs> All right. Do you have That's anything a lot. to add for like what you Fuck. like about
2: you
1: know nostalgia oh, for it? it nostal-
2: So yeah, so nostalgia for me. uh It's funny thinking about it now because a lot of nostalgia I have was just when I was, um, kind of wanting to relive the glory days of when I was like in middle school and I felt like I was coming up and being a very good model model goer because i was in the choir uh i was in the chorus and i used to do a lot of singing and people said i had a great voice and i used to sing a lot of church hymns and i'm trying to remember a lot of them some of them were in uh latin of course because it's, it's catholic hymns, you know, so you have the Agnus tei tollis peccata mundi, misere nobis, and to the Ave Maria and shit like that, uh, but I as far as had, like
3: Just random fun fact, I actually had to study Latin in my school because oh of stuff like that. That was a time Latin sucks by the way, but go on.
2: Yeah, Latin Latin's it weird. died
3: for a reason Latin's uh, a, the, the thing we'd always say is Latin's a dead language dead as it can be. First it killed the Romans now it's killing me
2: Whoa. What? That's what well, we yeah. would say in Latin class. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus. All right. But anyway, so,
3: back to your Catholic nostalgia.
2: So Catholic nostalgia. All right. That that that's there's a lot of like good feel good feelings about like being in church and like stuff like that. As far as like chill childish nostalgia, I am starting to remember. Like I said, the fucking toy Noah's Ark Veggie Tales was big. My aunt would sell those to me all the time. She is insanely Christian. Um, Trying to remember anything else. Of course, there were songs. Um, It's funny, though, because a lot of the songs that I remember now were from I volunteered at a a Catholic camp that uh, did stuff with kids for special needs. So like I was uh, I would basically you would stay at this camp for a week. And you were paired up with a person with special needs, you know, and you were supposed to like help them and and be their buddy. And that was the thing that you, you, they, they used a different terminology for it. It wasn't like you were their caretaker or their, 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 you were, they were your charges. Like you guys were buddies and yeah. And if you, you weren't supposed to leave their side and if you needed to go anywhere, you, they had counselors on standby um just you know and so it's just like hey can you hang out with my buddy while i go to the bathroom or, or something um and so there's You're a lot
1: the of the best buddy now
2: yeah there was there were some funny there were some fun songs out of there uh you know jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so little ones to him belong there we, we are we strong <laughs> yes yep. yep and uh there was one song we sang before uh before every meal, which was something like Bless our friends, bless our food. Come, O Lord, and sit with us. May our talks glow with peace. Something, something, something. Make your friendship bloom and grow. And then start just screaming from there, just like, bless our friends, bless our food. Yeah. Um <laughs> make a joy well, what is it? Make a joyful noise under the make make joyful noise, they say in the Bible. I think I read that. I um it was funny that you mentioned left behind because that is funnily somewhat nostalgic for me because I remember reading that in middle school. I actually when... read
0: those in middle school. I read the the the, yeah. tri- the the young adult version, the one with the kids, the kids were being like <laughs> that wasn't a reference
1: to to that at all. It was I know that when the apocalypse happened, uh the people who are not saved are left on Earth. Yeah. and that's and that seems kind of.
0: I mean, no book specifically says that. Oh, okay, that is, cool. That is an entirely man made thing. Yeah. See, I didn't, yeah. see, I
3: didn't read it growing up because you know I was aware of the books. Well, books. But, you know, they they
0: have the they have
3: bad theology. It's not our yeah. theology.
0: Yeah, you watch the movies, which is a little bit different.
3: I, I didn't watch the movies until I was an adult, and I got curious. No. About
1: them.
0: I didn't read the book, but I did watch the movies. <laughs>
1: but VeggieTales had a movie and that was. Good. Oh, the, the VeggieTales
0: movie was bomb. The we S-
2: love
1: the I bony. love The body. The body.
3: The, bony, <laughs> the Ooh, I
2: love the pony. Yeah, I, I mean, someone else remembers this fever dream. So no. well, actually, so yeah, the only thing I remember, the only thing, yeah, that would seem nostalgic in, in a ABDL or little, little space sense would be Veggie Tales, Christmas, e- oh yeah, Easter, you know, you have the bunny and the eggs, you go hunting for eggs and oh. you go to church, you know, and, and stuff and Christmas, uh, especially Christmas is more little spacey because of Santa and all the non Christian related stuff. But, you know, I, I, I commercialism. Liked, yeah, the commercialism, but outside of that, I, I liked some of the, the stuff, I guess or something like the, the ch- you know, going to church on Christmas and stuff. And I, I don't know the, cri- the of ritual, course, the, the Christmas ritual. carols. Yeah, I, I you see. The thing about me is like, I'm definitely like, I know we I know in the, the autism episode we talked about it, possibly me having autism. And I think that's kind of what helped me stay devout was like the idea that there's a lot of structure and routine behind church services in the way that 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 those sorts of things operate uh but at the same time it was very i don't know it gets very disorder. it get very it got very overwhelming for me because also it's just like you're supposed to avoid sin and and if you do sin you're supposed to go to confession so it's like i didn't want to sit there and talk to an old man about why i masturbated or uh i i swore and i called Joe I called Bobby a, a doo-doo head. I don't know. Bobby I've was never, being a doo-doo head though. I've never I've never called anyone Bo- not, never called <laughs> wait, The only Bobby I know. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say, I've never not... Bobby, 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 whoa, Bobby. So, so like we ne- we never had
3: a confession thing, but for us sin was like
0: so the, the watery I, I thing at the start of Kingdom uh, Final Fantasy X that comes out of the water.
3: Um, but I don't know if this is like a thing that was in other groups of Christianity. But the three big things that they'd always talk about is you know the three big sources of sin. You have the devil, the world, and your sinful flesh. Because a big emphasis was that you are you always sin. You can't not sin. You are incapable of not sinning. You are always going to sin. Even doing good, without believing in Jesus, doesn't count as doing good because it's not through Jesus, and so you're still sinful. And it was just very much pounded in that you are always sinning all the time. You can't avoid it. Sin, sin, sin. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Now that's the thing is like you just be like, and I think that's I think for a lot of people who who struggle with like you know who. Especially like queer people, they they get raised in that environment. and it's just like, well, I'm sinning all the time. So why should I have to conform to the church when I could just be myself? I'm no sinning I think anyway. I think a lot of it has to come down to the fact that when we are denied knowledge
1: of something or made to feel ashamed, we tend to overcorrect in some way.
3: I mean, Nate does have a point though, because I remember very specifically. So I'm just going to, like, yeah, throw my, yeah. my own content warning here because this is gonna talk about like content warning, content warning about depression and suicide. Um, skip to
1: Blink.
2: So, right, we don't know when we're doing it, guys. So, are, are you really gonna so, are you really gonna no, put in the timestamp?
1: No, 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 no. Absolutely. Um, so
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, but when I was in high school and I was kind of struggling with like figuring out sexuality and stuff, I did kind of have that sense of like. Well, I'm sinning anyway. And I felt like I was kind of in this catch-22 of like, well, I can deny this and be extremely miserable and probably just end up killing myself, which will probably lead me to hell. But if I accept it and embrace it, I'm also going to hell. So, like, I'm fucking stuck.
1: Fucked if you are, fucked if you don't. Exactly. So you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> that, that's
3: kind of what started to push me towards that. And no, then... and, I, and
1: I've had the same. I've had the same feelings too. Uh, I didn't have it in the sort of sin, but it's like the idea of like, well, if I'm gonna get in trouble anyways, I might, might as well do something, mess up, and learn from it.
2: If you're right, what's the saying? If you're walking on thin ice, you might as well dance or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably not that. That's probably not the proper. Uh,
2: Thing to do on the night. I could have sworn I heard, I think my dad said that to me one time or something. No, no, it sounds like one of those phrases, but like, is is,
1: that's something you control better? You can control better than the idea of some being there judging you that you can't decide, like, you can't even fathom what that person is supposed to do. Even though you've been taught your whole life that you should be able to, but you're just a failure. Right. So. Yeah. At that point, there is, like, this oversense of, like, well, if I'm just gonna lose, then I might as well. Pretty much.
2: Yeah. And
3: and that did kind of lead to a long period of, like, I was simultaneously still in the cult and very much involved and in the beliefs and stuff. And I studied the theology and everything. I've read the Bible through many, many times. And it's like I had that side of me, but also the other side of me that's over here exploring all this sexual stuff, and it kind of was a I've got two lives going on kind of thing.
2: Oh my god, me too. My God, we have so much in common. Oh my god. No. No, and I mean I I I kinda struggled with that. And I still kinda do now. The 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 whole thing of like wanting to be a model. Well, you know, back in the day, wanting to be a perfect, good Catholic, but also at the same time, wanting to give in to a lot of those, you know, fun YOLO desires and like it, the, and of course, diaper and of course the diaper fetishes and stuff like that. I want to be a good Christian and also pee my pants. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like
0: I was just like, Daddy in heaven, I in my pants.
1: It's because it, it comes from a good thing, right? Like. There, there I, is inherent. There is an inherently good thing of thinking of the world as this place that you can make better. Yeah, that's that's
2: you kinda... can you can
1: provide some kind of happiness to this world by yourself, and it's it's good to feel that.
2: Yeah, the religion
1: um... does well at giving, instilling those feelings.
2: Yeah, and yeah, it's like living a double. It was kind of like yeah, I was like living a double life, and I wish I could have. It, it felt weird trying to coordinate that. Like, I think there was one time, actually. I'm pretty sure there was one time I wore a diaper to church or mass. And I was like, it was, it, of course, it was like a depend. It was depends because I was like in middle yeah, of school. Noob. Yeah, you were Yeah, I was a noob. Um, so don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't give me shit about this when when y'all listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm... Uh, um, and now it's like, now I think about it, and it's just like, it's still kind of the same thing. It's just like, you go to church in your Sunday best and act like a permanent proper citizen, and then when the doors close, it's just like, woo mommy, that is trans and has several other partners. And, and yeah, committing... poly, trans, mommy, milkies. it's like they did that in the Old Testament too.
1: And the Lord spoke there started. there are written rules on who on in the in the Jewish Torah on who your wife is and what happens to a female slave that you impregnate and a bunch and of also, other information
3: and oh also God. about uh if you don't impregnate your wife and you die then your brother is supposed to impregnate your wife
1: yeah Good. like it's it, it, there 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 is like an actual on, like there's there's a reason that these things, the reason I don't like organized religion is that this whitewashing of its history and not understanding that times change and ideas change.
0: Right. Religion well, and also, so is drug.
3: So I'm gonna go on a slight like religious studies rant because I mean I don't have a degree, but I yeah, study religions right. for fun stuff like that. And like a big thing that a lot of people don't understand about old stuff like the Torah is that. When we write things now, we tend to write very, like, we write history, we write the literal history. Here's what happened. But that's not how everyone always wrote history, because back then, his writing history as just the literal sequence of events wasn't an idea. The idea was they were writing about their identity as a nation and writing about why they do their customs it was like their legends and explanations it's it was never written as just literal history that wasn't why they wrote it
1: and you spoke it you spoke the history a lot of times too i oh, remember yeah. uh, i took one religious class in college on the old testament and i remember her saying you really need to focus the the, te- the professor stated like you should focus on this idea that moses repeats the rules of the torah three different times for a very specific reason it's because these were things that led the jewish people to surviving out in a harsh environment and repetition taught people better orally
3: right and there's the whole thing of religion and society haha <laughs> we live in a society um Religion and society affect each other back and forth. What religious groups teach and believe is affected by the society they're in, and what people at large believe affects the society itself. It goes back and forth.
1: And, and that's why I think that religion largely is uh, has to be personal. It has to be. You have to find your own rel- relation with it. And that could mean changing religions. But you're going to go on some kind of spiritual journey on some well and you might end up with your agnostic or atheist, but you're going to find your own sort of relationship with religion.
3: Right. And it it's an ever evolving thing, like where I am now isn't even the same as where I was last year.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Because you're going to identify things you like about something, what you don't like about something, you're going to
2: change. So Nate, you can be a good a good Catholic type of <laughs> I'm going to be the best Catholic diaper baby ever. I
0: thought you were going to say best Catholic diaper, and I'm like, that's a pretty weird diaper. Just oh, just my God! Nate, you can do a baptism diaper.
1: <laughs> you can do a baptism scene, Nate!
0: No,
3: uh, we got to baptize Nate in a swim diaper.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no.
0: Uh, I <laughs> was, no. I was just
1: more thinking of getting, like, the robes, like, similar robes and stuff. And so, having the
0: whole, like, dunking part mm-hmm. and, now that we've talked about our past, let's talk about our present. Um, anyone want to discuss like how their current religion is? You know, personally, You're right. um,
1: that I'm was the transition. transition
0: I was going for, Lily. Oh wow! The transition I'm going for is to feral dog. Well,
3: I'll like I'll start it. I'll start off with this segment before Lily starts. Uh, yeah, her. Yeah, the Lily. Uh, <laughs> but so for me, a lot of people kind of that do know me kind of know that throughout the years I've kind of like, I've done a lot of satanic imagery and like pagan stuff. And I've also looked at a lot of Jewish stuff and I'm still kind of figuring my way through a lot of that. But I think a big thing that's kind of influenced it is because with the religion I grew up in, it was very much a pretty pessimistic thing because it's, you know everything was about where you're going after you die and like the end of the world and stuff you like that. you didn't live for was, this
1: world you were living for the next
3: right it was always about everything to come and it also was very pessimistic about humanity like i was taught you know because it's we're living in the end times everything's going to constantly get worse i was it was pushed down my throat this idea that the world is just always going to get worse because that's a sign of the end times. And so I was just kind of expecting that the world is just going to go more and more to shit. So it was
1: a very to p- prove them, right?
3: And so it was very God. a very pessimistic way to look at everything. Whereas now I've found myself in a lot more positive views of it and particularly uh, the phrase that I especially picked up from looking at pagan stuff, and that kind of honestly fits in with the whole diaper thing, is the phrase of uh, "it's from the Charge of the Goddess," which is a big pagan thing, especially among Wiccans. But the phrase "all acts of love and pleasure are my ritual," and that idea, Aww, that's sweet, yeah, and like this idea of if you if what you are doing is enjoyed and loving between you and anyone involved, then that's a good thing. It doesn't need to be a, like, usual thing. If you're just cooking for someone, awesome. If you're getting enjoyment out of peeing your pants, go for it. If you want someone to beat your ass with a paddle, and that's what you have fun with, that's the ritual too, because it's about kind of... it's about spreading that love and happiness in every way, including the weird-ass ways and the unusual ways. There's no... There's no line between what's the acceptable way.
1: And see, that's how I've I've come to be with religion right now, is that I don't like organized religion because of this idea of, well, I should be breaking these rules to make the world happier, because I only have one shot. I only have... Like, one promised shot at making the world happier, and that's by helping people. Therefore, rules don't matter as long as I'm making the world a better place to live in.
3: Right, and that's another thing. Uh, Some of the stuff that I've picked up with studying Jewish stuff, and kind of moving more towards that, who knows, I might just call myself Jewish eventually. Uh, But two big ideas that I've come across are Tikkun Olam which is repairing the world, this idea of a part of the duty here is to try to keep making things better and improving things and making things better for everyone. And then the other idea is Yetzirah, which is this idea of, because, you know, a lot of conservative Christians and especially the cult I grew up in had this attitude of God made everything and so that's how it's supposed to be. That's how God made it. But Yetzirah is this idea that humans are co-creators. So we also partake in the act of creation and changing things. We're not restricted to what already is. We also can create. And there are even rabbis that would consider a trans person transitioning to be an act of Yetzirah.
1: Yeah, and see, that's that's what makes me so happy. That's, that's why I still consider myself religious is this idea of like, Well, if God made us in his image and we can do science and stuff, uh, we didn't get immortality and knowledge because, I don't know, God wanted to be a dick and make us lesser. But we might as well use the knowledge stuff to make immortality, such as through internet or writing things down. And really, like, that's why we have the knowledge we have is because God gifted it to us. And therefore, we should use it and make the world a better place.
3: Right, and then Kabbalah thought a big theme is that idea of like, our purpose is to uplift this world and to do those improvements. Like, literally the idea of we improve the world and make it holier because we are using what we were given and improving things and making new things, making things better.
1: Yeah. So, that that's what keeps me to it. Uh, and I get the idea that, like, Christianity is really bad. Organized we have Christians have done a lot of terrible things in the world, and we have to live with that. But we can say, Okay, well I didn't like what that person did, so I'm gonna make the world a better place now.
0: Right.
2: So Yeah. Well, it's That's, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've always, that has been sort of my goal in life now. Cause I, I used to have aspirations to want to join the military and I don't know, do things and that just sort of all went out the window. So now I just kind of want to make people happy and do good. Communities are really good things to create.
3: Right. And that's kind of something that also has helped me in my thoughts about like where I want to go in life and stuff is that. You don't need to have these, like, grand ideals. Not everyone is going to be the person remembered by history and do these grand things everyone will know. That's okay. It's okay if the good you contribute to the world is just being friendly and
1: making people happy. It's okay if I'm only remembered by, like, five people that will
2: die soon after me. I made this
1: right. five I made this five people's lives better in a
2: long Yeah, more. It it's it's a bit of a complex thing in some cases because like I don't know, it's like the good like uh what is it? I know in the good place they talked about it a bit of just like yeah, you did this good thing, but also several other bad things happen in the process because of it. And it's like I yeah, think it's people... people's
0: like, kindness from Animorphs. Yeah. Now Speaking that's a of communities. story about that that I'm not going to tell today.
1: Speaking of communities, Lily, tell us about how rabies is now your current religion.
0: Oh just man, rabies is actually not my current religion. I'm more <laughs> pagan than anything. But um, <laughs> I, I just like to look, I just like to just look at the world and be like, wow, this is an amazing thing that happened by chance and that's so fucking cool. Right? And I mean, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of beauty I'll, to look at.
1: Like, it's just shit, fa- awesome.
0: I'm Who just thought random
1: chance can randomly give us this?
0: I I I I'm just fascinated by all of it, and the things that I don't know are massive, and I think that's wonderful. Um, I do like to do pagan stuff, kind of. I guess, um, like celebrate solstice, all that. Um, I I do fortune telling. Um, and I don't fully believe in it, but it's shown to have some good results, so... You know, um... Sometimes...
1: Sometimes the actual results of something don't matter, as long as it makes you happy.
3: Yeah. I mean, and to use that as a slight transition to talk about, like, some ideas with that, in general, with, like, kind of what people typically associate with pagan stuff, of, like, magic and stuff. Um... I... I really like looking at it from multiple ways because I think when people hear the word magic, they have a lot of assumptions about what that word means. Cause you're either usually going to think like, Oh, you're going to do a magic trick or think <laughs> of like, I'm going to fucking cast fireball or something
0: I'm <laughs> on you and chant you Don. Right.
3: And there's a few ways to look at it, because I mean, I know a lot of people will believe in magic in the sense of like there is this force that can be accessed and manipulated to a limited degree. And one way I look at it that kind of fits with what Lily's saying about fortune telling, even if it's not necessarily true or accurate, is I look at magic. As not a literal, like, supernatural force, I'm gonna do this ritual to cast a spell and cause this to happen. But it's more about, like, almost like a meditation in a way, where it's like you focus on an idea and you use physical things to help you visualize that, and you build that idea in your psyche, like... You might do a ritual for helping yourself heal, and you're not co- you're not necessarily causing a literal supernatural force to heal you, but you're kind of focusing your mind on that idea of healing, and that itself can help you. I have a pagan friend that talked about how she considers even just, like, saying to yourself in the morning, like, I'm gonna do good today. That itself can count as magic.
1: The way, I see, uh, the way I see this is that everything is a probability in life and the gift humans have is we can manipulate the probability pretty damn well.
0: I'm really good at manipulating probability. Yeah, that's what science is. is probability manipulation.
2: I'm good at manipulating my diaper. Oh! Uh, say-
1: <laughs> and with that we come to the end of the podcast.
3: A good way to end it. Hell yeah. yeah.
2: Do the plug, Socks. What's good? Wait, what? Do, Do the plugs. Socks, where can oh. people find you? Yes. Other than in drawers. On the feet. <laughs> oh my <Yes. laughs> uh,
3: Look, God. look, this podcast is not about my foot fetish right now. Uh, <laughs>
2: uh, that's next week's episode. Uh-huh. But anyway. JK, I don't know what next week's uh, episode is.
3: So, I recently changed my at on Twitter, so you can find me at Rainbow Cat on Twitter. Uh pretty much just message me there. I do have a telegram. I don't want to quite that openly give it out, but I'm generally willing to chat with people. So if people want to chat with me, go ahead and message. Twitter is the main place I'll be found. I technically have a fur affinity, but I haven't actually touched it much. Yeah, so no
1: one no one touches that. Right.
3: So I, yeah. I I use it
1: to follow to just organize art. Like <laughs> pretty much. So
3: yeah, feel free to message me or follow me on Twitter and watch me. Talk about the weird stuff that happens in Yu-Gi-Oh! And about how they've explained Pot of Greed for the twelfth time.
1: a <laughs> <laughs> dude is drawing two cards. Is it broken?
3: Yeah, yes. They, uh, okay. They <laughs> don't. They don't just explain it. When someone plays the card. In an episode I watched today, they explained it after just seeing a statue of the pot of greed. And they're like, in the game Duel Monsters, this allows you to draw two cards. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Not even a card, just a statue of the
1: card. I love it because that card, that card in Graceful Charity and stuff were written as plot devices for definitely. I've run out of cards in hand. I need to draw two cards. Oh, yeah. like, we I need to mathematically have a reason he has more cards in hand. You've activated my trap card, Plot Armor.
0: You've activated. Which, uh, there's another one like that that Kaiba has access to in his deck. It's like both players draw five cards. Card of Sanctity. Yep, yeah. Card
1: of Sanctity. The card that had to, that could not be actually released in the game because we all knew how dumb that would be. Yeah, I,
3: I, I've started referring to a lot of the trap cards as just "I activate, fuck you." Actually, I'm a trap card.
2: Oh, I, I know All that's right. like that's like the only thing I know from Yu-Gi-Oh. Is, you activated my trap card and I feel like you a set off of my reading. trap card?
1: Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh will always the the Yu-Gi-Oh series and forever will always hold a special spot in my heart. And it- also a spot that really broke my heart because the fifth series was going to be amazing. And then they pulled resources from the writing staff and you could immediately watch the story just go from something cool to absolute terrible shit.
3: <laughs> well, I will get there eventually. So yeah, follow me watch watch listen to me you. talk about this stuff and watch bad movies. Can we watch, all
1: all watch I When I mean series, yeah, I mean GX Plus.
0: I mean, watch- I'm gx together
3: i mean i'm always up for people watching with me to talk about it i'm pretty sure the only way i survived watching all of the alpha and omega movies was because paisley watched a lot of them with me
0: oh (laughs) shit we still need to watch spiral from the book of saul together i have access to it online now
3: We do if you for anyone that's interested if you want to see my threads i've got Sammy watches A&O for Alpha and Omega. Sammy watches uh, LB... I think I just have it as LBT, because Land Before Time. I watched through all of those for... <laughs> Entertainment. I watched did all I watched all of the Air Buddies movies. Wait, all the Saw movies.
1: Um, did, you, did, did you watch all, the, all of the stuff right before Jenny Nicholson dropped the... I, long... I did i
3: didn't know i watched through the land before time movies and then i noticed she did a video on it and i'm like oh my god i need to compare notes and <laughs> yeah. we, we actually were like i was actually pretty close to a lot of her thoughts on it okay if you, if you want my advice to for what one to watch after the first movie watch the 10th one not because it is good but because it is so fucking stupid
0: you it's know not what? The you saw sh- movies. You watch the you watch the later ones because they're so bad. God,
3: exactly. You.
2: All right. You know what? You should also watch or me, listen dogs. to is the end of this seg. Of is the end of this podcast, which is right fucking now. Stop talking about Yu Gi Oh and anime and shit. Wait, um, we gotta
0: finish. We gotta finish our links. Uh, you can find me on actual LilyPup on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on uh, Twitch as uh, it's the LilyPup. Uh, I've been streaming lately. Um, I streamed a couple days ago. I streamed some Little Nightmares. Um, you can hear us at the Baby Fur Con next weekend on Saturday. We will be doing a live Q&A on the main stage. Something Lily, time.
1: what is so the date sorry. for that? Saturday.
0: You're asking me. You're asking me Saturday, asking me July seven.
2: 24th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get it together, me, Lily. Hang on, let me double check that real quick because I could be wrong. Um, Spelly, where can My people find you while I'm can looking at that? Find me
1: at speller underscore nineteen. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not interesting, guys.
0: Guys, that was it's, awesome. This it's episode, all right. This episode's the best episode.
2: <laughs> well, fluffy I have Nate. Been, I have been Fluffy <laughs> Nate as always, Nate, but Fluffy. Um, you can find me at twitter.com slash FluffyNate. Also, all three of us post on the Baby Furcast Twitter at twitter.com slash Baby Furcast. And you can catch <laughs> Baby for cast live at Baby FurCon Saturday, July 24th, 6pm to 7pm e- Is that Eastern Standard Time? Wait, GMT... GMT minus four, America slash New York. Yes, Eastern Standard Time, six PM to seven PM, July twenty fourth, on the main stage Zoom room. If you've signed up for that, Zoom, and Zoom. Uh, it, yeah, because by the time you're listening to this, uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Will we got be doing it? Will next we be forced week. to do a? Will we be forced to do a face reveal? Uh I mean, y'all can y'all can show your faces in the Zoom call or not? I will. Yeah, I don't. I see. don't. I don't know how Zoom works, so I'm. I'm it, probably
0: not going to just because I don't like how I look. That's fine.
2: You look horrible, Lily. What now, the fuck are you talking about?
0: Support us on Patreon.
1: Three dollars. You will get you into the Discord, and at the Discord, we have already pulled one show topic from there, so we'll probably pull it again. Uh, we will be doing more with it. Uh, at five dollars, you get. You now get access to unedited episodes and an early release of the episode.
0: You can listen to me be off-topic constantly. Yeah. Also, fun game you can play on our Twitter, uh, guess who wrote what tweets?
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
3: That's You'll always never a... know. <laughs> okay, but now I want to write a tweet and see if anyone knows which one I wrote.
1: No one will know. All right. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's a show.
2: We All did right. it. All next... right. <laughs> see you next week, kiddos. Uh... Thanks, everyone. Yay. Yeah.
3: Yeah.